All right, welcome back to the Charged Up Show. Today we're going to have a great interview with the one and only Josh Cumber. He's an elite football player where he specializes in defense and makes the backfield his playground. He's currently <laughs> playing for McMaster, and I'd say he's doing pretty well. Please welcome Josh Cumber. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Keith. Man, it, you make my job sound way cooler than it really oh. is. <laughs> Quite an intro. Yeah, Let's uh let's start this off like right at the very beginning. We're gonna talk about your whole football career here and see exactly where it started. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a that's a loaded question, but uh, I guess from the beginning, man, uh, it had to have been my dad that really got me into football. He used to he used to play at Laurier back in the day, back when they wore uh, leather helmets and all that. All that. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no, no. He, he was a, he was a bit. bit <laughs> Uh, but still, it, it was. <laughs> but uh, I just have like super early memories. Uh, well, some of my earliest memories, I guess, the concussions have kind of got to me at this point. But <laughs> it's uh, just going to Laurier games and just being in that atmosphere, talking to some of my dad's old friends, just sort of got me in the mindset that I really wanted to play football and see how far I could really go with it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And you yeah. started, so, played with the Lions, started out, or it was Wolverines when you first started? Yeah, playing. way back in the day, it was Wolverines. Uh, when you were at the younger ages back then, they did, um, I don't know if you did this, Keith, but it was, like, House League in the Springs. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you would be, like, it wouldn't be, like, Lions or Wolverines. It would be, like, you'd be on the Ravens, or it would just be, like, j mock pro teams, mm -hmm. I guess. So that's where... Uh, I first got started. Just you, you play. Keith, Keith would know. You play any position there. You yeah. play friggin' O line at, at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really anything. Uh, and then once you really get a taste for it, there you move up. And then in the fall, you play with like the Wolverines, and that's sort of like the travel thing. Uh, you know, you go go to Brantford and Kitchener and all that fun stuff. I remember House League was so fun. Nate played. Uh, he was yeah, I House played too. too oh yeah. Well, what was your team? You remember your team? Um, well, when I played, I joined in Pee Wee, so we were the red team, and um, I was, <laughs> I, was I was main. Yeah, we were like called like the Rhinos or something like that. We were the red team. Yeah, we were. This and was dumb. I, I mainly got played running back, quarterback, but I mean, I was thrown around everywhere, right? But that yeah, was my you, main. You're a dual threat, team. man. Running back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember uh, it was Coach Joe. We were called the Dinos, and he was like, "That's the stupidest name ever." So we called ourselves the Warriors instead. But... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What was your position, Keith? Or you were you playing? Back I was then? O line. I was linebacker. I played receiver. I was literally like everything. Yeah, I, was, exactly. I was a chubby kid, so playing receiver as like a blob was pretty funny to watch. So. Yeah, you're just messing up, messing up the little kids at that yeah. point. <laughs> it's funny. But yeah. yeah, um, so you got into Lions, so like that transition right into Lions, and then you started playing travel. And how was that experience? It was it just kept getting bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, like uh, when you're in the younger ages, obviously everybody's hitting their growth spurts and everybody's different sizes, so it's really hard to gauge everybody's skill. Like you know, I I was uh, a late bloomer. I was pretty short for. Uh, the majority of my like elementary football career I guess you could mm -hmm. say it so uh you know it, it was a good experience to actually play bigger players and ha get a taste for it you know you you don't really uh wimp out of tackles when when you get that experience at a younger age so once you get up to the you know grade nine grade ten the bantam 
JV stuff, uh, mm. it, it, it's a lot more competitive. You get to play teams that are farther away. You get that experience of uh, going on a bus, and especially with the Cambridge Lions, like as far as far as I'm concerned, like throughout most of my career, I don't know about you, Keith, but I've like had really good coaches, some yeah. better than others, but mm. I've been pretty. You, you, most players are blessed with good coaches in the Lions organization. Definitely, For yeah. Sure. <clears throat> And like that kind of goes right into the next question perfectly, but like you, like you said, you're a little bit of a shorter guy going into that. And when, like, how do you deal with, how did you deal with, uh, in the best way possible with like a shorter <laughs> guy going up against a receiver that's absolutely massive or in those Yeah. Situations? Like at the beginning, it was, uh, especially in Canadian football, a lot of teams just ran when I was in like elementary school. So like at first it was just sort of like learning how to tackle when there's like tosses or like outside runs and you know I was just always taught like you know lowest man wins so mm. I would uh just chop legs and at some points just hope for the best um I and you know as you get older guys legs get stronger so that's always not the best technique you kind of got to get your body into it but again as you get older too the offenses in uh Canadian football start to develop a bit more there's more passing plays quarterbacks have better arms bigger receivers so a lot of it when you're an undersized receiver is just playing the man because a lot of the time you're you know you go, the, the receiver has a couple inches on you and if, yeah. if you get fade you get a, a deep route there's a chance you could you know go up and get it just based on mm -hmm. the height so a lot of the time you just got to be more physical with the man play hands instead of ball so that you, you just don't give them an easy chance to just go up and get it yeah and for anyone's watching you can definitely check out Josh Cumber's highlight tapes. He's, he's known for that shoelace. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get away from that a bit. I'm trying to uh, trying to put put more of my body into it, like uh, you know, like yeah. hockey or something. But you know, yeah, I, I I'll, I'll 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 soak that for now. <laughs> How many concussions have you had from that? Uh, it gets dangerous I mean, after a while. Yeah, I mean, you're throwing your hat at elbows, but I mean, you're wearing a helmet for. Mm -hmm. or, sorry not elbows knees but you're wearing a helmet for a reason but i probably I've, I've been pretty lucky i've only had like three like for sure concussions i mean mm -hmm. like any football player knows you get your bell rung a couple times and you never really know you go in the next play but it's just like oh, yeah. same, same with like hockey and even like you know like rugby anything anything where you really have to put your uh, your head into it play athletes know that so i've, I've been hit, pretty yeah good. so yeah you then from lions you did uh you had a pretty good career there it was it was nice you had many highlights for some teams i know we all hated london Yo, man. that was one team that like i beat them once or twice in my career but like near the end like when i was in grade 11 12 and then yeah, i think you would have been in grade 9 or 10 at that mm. point too like they were they were good at all ages like yeah. london London produces some good, uh, some good players, and I think it helps a lot that the they're like the junior Mustangs or whatever their name is. So mm. it's like they're connected; they get to play at the uh, at Western Stadium. Uh, so that's like you know they they just get a bit more funding than li the Lions organization. So I think that helps a lot too. Yeah, of course. Sure. And I remember. Well, they also uh, <laughs> they also have like three times as many people to draw from. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Which always helps. Like. And like a lot of people like don't remember the fact that Cambridge is like Cambridge is big but it's like compared to a lot of the other cities that play in the OVFL or you play in like a hockey league like it's a small league and especially when 
kids from Cambridge decide to go to like Kitchener teams or Waterloo teams or like even Guelph sometimes. So it's like we got some coaches recently in lines where you're picking players from Brantford and Guelph and, you know, there's better recruiting, but like it's a small area and it's just a pool of players that, you know, other teams in the area can pick from as well. So it's, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember like our first, our, like our first game last season was we were against London. So we were like, okay, hey, this is going to be, this is going to be a good one. But then, and uh, uh, you were J- sorry, Keith, you were JV last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was yeah. second year JV and we actually, we went in like, these guys are massive. We're going to get, like, this is going to be hard one to win or pull off at all. And For we sure. ended up, like, stomping them in the first bit. But we j- it just got to us. And after that, we just kind of – people got hurt because we were playing so aggressively. And, like, after that, you just get knocked off person by person. And For I sure. think that's definitely where we fell short of the season after that whole scandal went down. Yeah, right, right. But, yeah, like, it's just – and that's for people who are listening that – um don't know much about football but you definitely get you get hurt a lot and it's part of the game some people love that aspect of it but it's it's an aggressive it's an aggressive game that way oh yeah especially when when you move up the ranks too right like that's mm-hmm. another question like how was the transition i mean i, I was like an ex-football player but i've never really played a high school game because my school didn't didn't have enough players to play but um, where'd you go i go to monsignor doyle Oh, okay, so okay. so it's smaller school, right? Small numbers. So right. I was actually going to transfer over St. Benedict's, but I ended up not. Um, but uh, yeah, my question was like, how was the, I mean, I'm sure you probably played like JB Lions, but how was transition the, groups. the transition? Yeah. From, from lower grades to high school, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like you're talking like age groups for, from lines all the way up or mm-hmm. transition into high school. Um, yeah, transition to high school pretty much. Yeah, and then we yeah, can get uni later, but yeah, for sure. But um yeah, going into high school, it was like super it was super weird, I remember in grade nine, just to like, you know, have practice after school. Like it was just a totally new experience, which was really cool. But I think like anybody who's played high school football, like Keith, especially you can't you played Lions and then transitioned into high school as well. There's like Such there's different yeah, there's different types of players you get in high school. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like the group of kids that played travel before. They like they have a good understanding of, of like how it works, how like a practice should look. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But like that can cause issues because like some people can think like they're better than other players on the team and that will just like screw a high school team off the rip if there's if the travel players think they're better than anyone anyone else. And then you have like the super athletic kids, you get like a group of athletic kids that come in they don't really know football as well but like they like they're athletically gifted and you can bring in you can teach them throughout their four or five years that they're there and then you have kids that are just sort of like there that want it that like just want to play football and with high schools you get more of one group more of the other and I think that's that separates how good some high schools are in Cambridge and how like for example Monsignor Doyle like some schools even have teams at this point which is like a huge is a huge issue because there's kids like you, Nathan, that want to play, but it's like they're not getting the opportunity. They're not getting the funding. So, yeah. like, when you have powerhouses like Jacob right in the middle of Cambridge, you have guys transferring from diff- different high schools just to go to Jacob because, like, I understand you get more recruitment there. It's more funding to their program. They have a nice turf field, cool uniforms. Like, it's all, like, a really good program. 
but then that's taking away from the quality of like the leagues as a whole in Tri-City. So I think that was the biggest thing is just like playing different teams at different ages. It's like you notice which high schools have more of the travel players and more more like of the better crop of kids compared to the others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I felt that same thing like going into grade 9 from I honestly didn't like it, like, cause I, I, from like travel and everything, like you, you're on a team where everyone wants to play, everyone loves it, and then you go to high school where like, just like you said, there's a few people that love it, and like everyone else is just trying it, or you know, like high school football is where it's at, so people like it's cool, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, and then you have a lot of people who like are just there to be there, say they're there. So that that's part I didn't like about it, but then you got to think. Like, in, when I went to, like, grade 10, it got better because you just switch your mindset around. Like, you, I wasn't expecting that at the beginning. Exactly. And it, it, like you said, it's, like, it's shocking when you first come in because you're so used to being around players and lines that are, like, passionate about winning, like, mm-hmm. passionate in practice. Like, it's not really any messing around. And then you get to a high school practice and it's, like, guys don't even know, like, how to tackle so it's just like you're like whoa like i've been doing this my whole life and then there's kids that haven't been but it's just something you have to remember because like there's i remember kids that i played with that like had no idea what they were doing in grade nine of high school football like never played an actual down of football Mm -hmm. and then by like fifth year they're a huge part of like when we won d8 like nick nick cesarini i don't know if you remember him yeah yeah he turned into like a really big player for us. Like, like he was an undersized linebacker, but he made a bunch of plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, was it was doubted a lot during his career, but he like overcame that and was like a big part of our D eight win. And that just like okay. that's a testament to like when you have a group of like Lions players, travel players, wherever they come from, you have to like as those players, you need to be leaders and like help push these players along and like help be another coach while not acting like you're better than anyone and just like that's mm-hmm. how the best programs are made yeah my- I, th- I think that's totally true and like um according like even like every because i know matt and james are both hockey guys too and it, i think the information here just it intertwines perfectly like it because it doesn't matter what sport you're playing as long as you're being a leader and like a team player it just For you sure. excel before you go on, what, what who do you guys play for for hockey? Oh, I'm just I just play for uh, air. Just no, not junior or anything. I suck. Oh uh, no, that's <laughs> that's the good one. That's the I good just, one. <laughs> uh, just today I got announced that I was going to play in air's a air was junior C. They just moved to junior B, and that's where I'm playing next year. The Centennials, right? Yeah, so they were junior C. Now they're moving up to junior B. Yeah, that's huge, man. I know a couple guys that used to play for them. That's that's big, and that's those are uh, cool games to go to. Like uh, they have a good home crowd. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I was just on an interview with Darren. He wanted me to say hi to you. Oh, da- Darren, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he asked who we were having on today, and he's like, "Make sure you say hi." I said, "For sure." Yeah, no. Yeah, we're gonna hopefully get Darren on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Darren said he's coming on in the next couple of weeks. Darren, if you're listening, we want you here. <laughs> you <laughs> we want you there. <laughs> exactly. The legend. <laughs> but just kind of going back, right, uh, what you're saying there with the DA win, like, I, I remember seeing that. That was insane. Like, do you think that was probably one of your biggest or your most memorable moments as a football player? Yeah, for sure. Like, it, it, was, it was, like, big just because of the coaches and just, like, the fact that, like, Benny's has never really won anything. And it's, like, it's like 
it was like the culmination of just a bunch of like shitty stuff that happened and just shitty ways to end our seasons previously. Like David sort of like David sort of like owned us. Like mm-hmm. they they always beat us. Like Res when I was in grade eleven, like they were just super overpowered, but we still had it. We always had good teams. So just to be able to actually like pull it off for once and like give like Bale and Lowe's like and Keith's the only one that went to Benny's here, I'm pretty sure. But uh like it's it's those guys are super passionate and just when you have a program that doesn't get a lot of funding from the school and it's like we got decent funding but it's just like compared to like jacob hustler and Mm -hmm. like even res it's just like when you like have like those guys that are still committed even though it's just not that big of a part part of the priority of the school like it's good to get it done for them Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah veil uh Mr. Vale and Mr. Lowe's, they're they're characters. They're pretty cool yeah. people though. Yeah, exactly. They they just care about the boys. They 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 just wanna win and want guys to progress from grade nine to twelve and mm-hmm. you know, I respect I respect that about them. That team was stacked. That was you had so many cool players on that. It was so yeah, cool. like we had Nikolish, uh Josh Nikolish who's playing out of Toronto right now. Horace Croft uh was our QB. He's uh He's at Guelph right now. Fight like he's he's looking good at Guelph. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a be a vital part of their team in the coming years. And honestly, there's a lot of guys that played on that team. And luckily, we had a lot of fifth years, which showed how many guys wanted to win at Benny's. But a lot of those fifth years, like Stainsby, uh, Avery O'Hare, like those guys still have the talent to go play university football in my opinion Colin McPhee's like a, a, a big guy that could have developed mm. well in the OUA in my opinion and it's just like that's just sort of my point to like the Benny's football and like a lot of schools you know if you if Doyle had a team or wherever not Jacob or not like a big school it's hard to get recruited and it's hard to get noticed yeah get for sure those schools to uh to move on to the next level and I think that's just a sad part about um, some of the high school football in Cambridge and in Kitchener is that like you lose a lot of talent because it's just like you don't go to a big name school, so you don't get recruited. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's that's definitely true. That's a big problem too that people try to get around. Yeah. So did you not get um, recruited since like because you played you had a, a fifth year right? So did you not get recruited to Max like for the fifth year or were you there like the fourth year and just committed to another, another uh, year of high school? Like, or? I in in grade twelve I like rare like talked to one school like very briefly wasn't anything crazy any anyone i talked to said you got a fifth year and just get bigger get another year development i was like yeah fair enough whatever like all good and then uh you know once fifth year happened and lines um i still wasn't like really recruited that much so i just started sending around like my highlight tapes i'd get some uh some emails um some phone numbers and just like start emailing it around and hope for the best and luckily uh bless mac for uh answering me and then from we just went from there mm-hmm. yeah well, that's and cool. that's like enough before like you go on just like for players who do go to small schools like don't be afraid to send your tape out and like don't be afraid to make your first move because it's just like sometimes that's your your only avenue of guys if coaches aren't coming and talking to you you should definitely not be afraid to send your tape out and that's i think sure. a, a great thing about vale and lowe's is they they really help kids do that like they that was they i'm they love doing that thing so that's why like like we were saying before they're so passionate about it so they would 
go to their way to help you develop in the best way. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they were just doing with whatever, with whatever they had and it wasn't a lot. So it was just the fact that they put in that effort was, uh, you know, a, a lot of the guys, the guys appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, let's, let's kind of move, move up, up the ranks here to right in the university. How there's some crazy stories from that. How'd that go? It was, it's good, man. It's, um, it felt good to just finally like get to be a part of a team. Like in, in my first year, obviously whenever you're first year in the OUA, you're not, you're not expected to play at all. Um, so I, I, I soaked that the first year you, you just sort of, you're on the practice team, you're on the scout team, just giving looks, not dressing uh, games, which is, which is tough. Sometimes you want to be out there. You want to be at least on the sideline in a uniform because it's like I guess some guys in their mentals uh, think that you're like you're not a part of the team but that's just the wrong yeah. mind gets also, you you know working up to that point and it's just like a goal in the end which like I it, it's tough but I really liked that part of it so that's uh and I always wanted to play university football so when I wasn't you know dressing or anything it was still like you know this is what I've been trying to do so it's just you know wherever it goes I'm gonna go with it and then once second year came around, I was, you know, in in the mix to dress and, you know, play some special teams. And um, unfortunately, one of our veteran, like, best DBs, uh, he tore um, something in his knee. I can't remember the exact muscle. And it was, like, super, like, it, it was a super shitty situation because he was going into, like, a really big fourth year. Like, he had come off a really good third year. He's, like, one of the best athletes. It's uh, Ben Cross. He's one of the best athletes I've ever seen just – a really like unlucky situation in practice where it just like it could have happened to anyone so mm-hmm. when that happened it was sorry we had to shift the defense around and I got an opportunity and luckily I, I ran with it for the whole season so it was uh, you know it was pretty cool I, I, I didn't expect it so it was just like it was really like whoa like this is crazy mm-hmm. yeah and sure. uh that opportunity you definitely showed them what you got you got a pick right away <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty yeah. crazy. I was I was kind of shitting my pants in that game. Man. It was just like it was super hot. Like I wasn't really eating much. Like I was just like, wow, this is this is pretty pretty crazy. Like, j- but it, you know, it worked out. I did my film study, which is like another thing for young players. Watch film if you have it. Um, you know, because that's all university football is that I've found is just like it's practice and being on the field is one thing but like you need to watch film and you need mm. to like not watch film to look for your highlights you need to watch film to see what the other team is doing yeah i know that's right. very very important too yeah but yeah you got you just didn't get like you didn't get one pick you got three or four did they say in that one video uh yeah in my first game i got one and then my second game i got two so it was like three and two games and then I just cooled off until uh, later on in the playoffs. I got another one. So I finished the year with four picks, which wow. was more than I ever thought I was going to get in my career. So <laughs> yeah. it was just like I was I was, chill. I was, was cool with the three at the point. Like, <laughs> That's it's insane. all good with me. That's pretty sick. That's now, after, or after those two th- – after that game with two picks, did you feel a lot more comfortable playing? Like, did oh, you kind of yeah. relax and feel more cemented? Yeah, like, 100%. Like, the first game, you know, I, I got that pick, and it was, like, really cool, big play. But, like, there was a lot. I made a lot of mistakes as well. Once you go back the next day and watch film, it's just like, oh, like, okay, 
you can't really get fixated on that on that one play. So once you move on to game two, I was still was I like you said, like I didn't feel like I was cemented there right yet. Like I made a play, but still. So like once I had that game and I was pretty solid there, I didn't make as many mistakes. Like I played a cleaner game along with uh, you know, making a couple like bigger plays with those interceptions. So after that game, I was like, okay, like two straight games, like we're doing good, like just chill out. And I and I think that's the biggest thing. Once like guys get in the starting roles, you just gotta like chill, like play your game. Like shit's gonna get happen. Like everybody gets trucked, everybody gets scored on, everybody, you know, shit happens. So like if that mm. bad stuff does happen, you just gotta like wear it on the chin and get to the next play. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just keep flipping yeah. forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh gotta mention this for sure that um that cup you won, the cup you're holding in your Instagram, that's probably gonna be the the clickbait <laughs> picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was huge. The Yates. Um that was something I always wanted to win. It's like it's a big thing in Ontario football. It's like one of the oldest trophies, if not the oldest trophy. So it's just like a lot of history mm-hmm. in it. So being able to win that and like play in that game uh, was like huge. Felt great. Cool. And correct so me if eights- I'm wrong, but you did get a pick in that game. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Near, yeah, near the end, it was it was just a it was a weird game. They came out in a set where their biggest receiver. It was playing a position he never played, so he, he was running a lot of routes on me. They were throwing a lot, so it was something we didn't really see on film. So it was sort of just like, you know, it it, it was off. It was you know, when I'm watching film and it's something different comes out, you're a bit you're a bit thrown off. But you know, we adjusted well, and the, it it was like a full team effort. Like if you w- watch the film back, like so many guys are making plays, so many guys are like hounding the ball. Like it just showed like how badly we really wanted to win that game. And it was like, it was a really good feeling to to accomplish it because not a lot of people thought we would win. Yeah. Cool. No, McMaster, I haven't, I haven't heard them making that far, you know? Like, usually it's Western or... Uh, uh, what's They've the... had some runs, haven't they? Yeah, back in, uh, in 2011, they won that the Natty. Good. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah, so, like, in for whoever doesn't know, in Canadian University football, it goes... Whichever league you're in, so like there's out west, there's Ontario, there's the Maritimes, and then there's the Quebec League. So you go through that league in the regular season. So if you you win that league, you win Ontario, you win Quebec, and then you go and play a national semifinal against one of the winners of another part of the country. So we had to go play out west and play Calgary. So then Mm -hmm. uh, once you win that, then you win, you play the winner of the other game and each game is like a cup that you win and then you finally get to the national which is the vanier cup so back in 2011 mac won the vanier the next year they went to the vanier and lost and then in 2014 they actually went to the vanier and lost again yeah Ooh. keith so know your facts they, buddy been... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew this i knew this <laughs> yeah like it, it was it was pretty hectic in the in the in the early part of the decade for them hmm. wow that's awesome. Yeah, that's hopefully you can get there again. That would be really cool. Yeah, I mean the Yates is great, but like once you sort of get that, it's like and anything less than the, the national is sort of just like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Quebec so usually the... dominates it, right? Sorry, Nate. Oh, okay. oh, the Quebec. Yeah, they usually dominate it, right? Yeah, it's usually like um, Montreal or Laval that comes out of yeah. Quebec. And the thing about Quebec is like they. Uh, 
they go through high school and then they do like semi-pro like pre-university football almost it's like i, I forget what it's called it's called like cjep wow. or something so like a lot of guys go into university in quebec at like 20 or 21 years old years old so they're already like full-grown men yeah, you know, yeah. i'm kidding in the system <laughs> so they're always pretty beastly but calgary actually won this year and beat montreal so that was interesting to see that's what you remember uh coach krebs he came yeah, to Quebec, yeah, right? Yeah, he went to Quebec. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, where did he go? Uh, he played in Quebec for some purple team. Yeah. I don't know what it was. No, yeah, I forget. Oh, Bishops. Bishops. Yeah, Bishops. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's from Quebec. Is he French? No. No, no, he just went there. He went to play. Oh, okay, cool. That's pretty cool you got recruited to Quebec. I always wanted to, like, when I was younger, I would have loved to play in Quebec. Like, Montreal is just it's a cool city, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Viking though. He's absolutely huge. Yeah, man. When you, when you see that beard on the field, you're like, holy shit, man. And when he yells at you, it's that's when you're you just yeah, that's in trouble. I, I, never, I never got coached by him, so I uh, I never had to soak that. But uh, yeah, so he was a hard coach. I never took him for a yeller. No, yeah, he. I've never heard him raise like, his voice once. Oh yeah, he he got yeah. he got mad at times, but he honestly he was the most down to earth. He was my favorite coach of all time. I do got to say he's like, if anyone gets the chance to be coached by him, definitely go for it. He's amazing. But, but yeah, he, he sticks up for you in certain times. And that's definitely when you'll see him raise your voice when he's yeah. up for you. So, Oh, you love to see it. Yeah. Viking up for you. <laughs> yeah, I know anyone. Like I remember there's one story where it was, it was funny because it was, we we're going on practice and we needed this practice because a big game was coming up. And there was right. a soccer team on the field, and they wouldn't get off. And then they started chirping us, or like our players. There's like a huge rival between football and soccer. So right. The football, like our team, got on the field and started chirping them. And then the <laughs> like the ref of that soccer team was screaming at our players. And then Krebs came and started like screaming at them. And they just like it was just brutal. <laughs> yeah. Once Krebs get there, like you, you shut it down at yeah, that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we hit a lot of the main points I wanted to say. Like, I guess there's one last one that before a little story time, but um, but like, what's what's some of the biggest challenges you see moving forward from here, from like the position you're in now? Um, you know, it's just it's literally just getting better. Like, cause like it was great to have like a season where I made some plays and you know I started games and you know it was everything I wanted out of a season in OUA football but after the season like I just reflected and like I'm nowhere where I want to be as a player like I I feel like I've only like scratched the surface of like what what I can do but it's really up to me at that point like a lot of players can have a good season then just be like okay like this is my standard like I can do this but like you know I want to go out there and make more plays and make less mistakes and play a cleaner like more refined game as a DB so just all together I just want to get better every year and not like just stay at the same point I am this Mm -hmm. year I was last year like I just want to constantly get better and do what I can to get better because like I'm the only one that can control that right yeah of course and part part two on that question is what are you missing out on right now like for some, like, what what would a university team be doing right now if COVID wasn't happening? Like, what are you missing? What is every team missing right now? Yeah, the biggest thing is just when spring get, spring camp got canceled. Like, 
when COVID first started out, I, it was like beginning of mid mid March, I guess it was, like whichever week it was. But yeah, I think it was March. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right so before, we had yeah. started um, our spring break, or sorry, our spring camp, and that's like a month and a half of like practices every day. Like it's pretty much like training camp before the season. But like in spring, and it just gives you know guys who maybe didn't play a lot in the fall like a chance to like get equal reps as guys that did play in the fall. And like that was a big thing in my first year, um, getting spring camp, and like I got equal reps, and I sort of showed coaches that I you know I wasn't I could actually play. So that really helped in the long run of me playing more this year, I think. So losing spring camp and just losing that team aspect and the progress a lot of players make through spring camp is like i think it's going to be really huge and it's like it's it's terrible for like our development i think but it's happening to everyone yeah the, so it's like you can't really do much and nobody's going to be at a disadvantage because of it mm-hmm. but like the whole just the whole team aspect <clears throat> being in the locker room working out together just like we if covid wasn't going on i'd be in hamilton and there'd be workouts every day and like I'd be working there, but now I have to work out on my own. And, you know, there's online stuff where you, we can do meetings and stuff, but it's just n- not like being in the facility and like yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 How are you dealing with your workouts? Cause I mean, I know probably all of us here have been trying to maintain, but for you, like, especially like university athlete, like how's, how's that going for you? Like, are you maintaining or like, or do you find certain ways that work for you or? Right, yeah. Uh, it's it. We're blessed, like as a team, and I think all, most programs in Ontario, like we have a good strength and conditioning program. So we have like this app called the Team Builder on our phone. So we have like scheduled workouts every single day. You fill it out, whatever weight you do, all that. So like they're okay. pretty, they're hands on with it. Um, but it's kind of weird just because like you don't have access to like you know squat racks or benches yeah. or yeah. you know the. the Stuff to like really get you stronger in the off season mm-hmm. so you know it's a bit of an adjustment it's just more like high reps of doing bodyweight exercises you know like push-ups pull-ups like i got a few like dumbbells um and like an olympic bar so you just gotta it's sort of just adjusting and the thing with our like strength and conditioning program is we do like, like a survey of like what equipment we have or don't have so then our trainer uh adjusts our workouts to based on what materials we have and what we have access to. So they, they do a really good job of keeping us like focused on what we're doing, but it's, again, it's not what it should be. Right. Yeah. Using what you can, I guess. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Well, all right. Thank you so much. I think I just kind of want to ask one last question and this is really top of your head question, but do you have yeah. any like memorably funny stories that you remember happening throughout your career at all? Like either in, end of high school or uh or <laughs> university <laughs> um that oh uh, yeah, tough question to i know i know yeah, I just a little heavy. <laughs> there's there's a lot man but like the one that like really comes to mind is there's this one time when we were at benny's um we we're in the change it was my fifth year and we we're in the change room and um <laughs> Stainsby and Cesarini like they always had this just like weird rivalry where like Cesarini wanted to be friends with Nick but Stainsby would just like treat him <laughs> like shit and just like be like no <laughs> screw you bro like just like treated him like an asshole and um there's this one time I remember I was just sitting at my locker like there was only a couple people left just some of the boys 
and I was just putting my like shoes on or whatever. And I look up and just Caesarini and Stainsby are in like a full out like body shot brawl. Oh, like, you're, hearing, you're hearing smacks, you're hearing this. And then I remember they were right in front of my locker and uh, they separate and sort of sort of like stare each other down. And uh, Cesarini was known for his black belt skills and karate. Like this guy literally. Oh, no. So we never got why he got beat up all the time, but he did. But I remember just they stopped and like locked eyes. And just I seen Cesarini do the swiftest kick to Stainsby just right in his nuts. And he like Stainsby drops, but like was so pissed off that he just like got up rushed Cesarini pushed him into a shower and like we used showers as lockers so it was horse cross shower locker and they turned on the shower and just soaked all of his oh my god oh, man. So, yeah and then that's the story ended when they got wet but uh yeah that was the one that probably stuck with me the most that's, was that's the one. vision of seeing Cesarini's leg just swift it was crazy oh god yeah. That's pretty good for right off the top yeah. of your head. Yeah, I mean that that stuff sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> Black belt awesome. kicks. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I uh, sorry to put that on you there, but I wanted to see you get <laughs> out. Not of at all. It's all part of the job, right? Yeah. Before you close it down, I just want to say, like, hell yeah, boys! Like, this is a this is a good thing you're doing. Just like keeping creative, keep doing your thing, and just yeah, like, I appreciate it. Lo- love seeing seeing the effort. Yeah. And yeah, I think, thanks. Like, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's yeah, good to finally talk much. to you. I've heard I've heard so much from Keith. It's like you're down to earth guy, so it's great to, to finally talk to you. <laughs> the for nicest a bet and... guy of all time. Yeah. Appreciate it, boys. Yeah, and uh, just remember Keith Keith was uh was was a fucking stud too back in the day. I, think, <laughs> what I, remember. Yeah. I don't know if cleats just yet, but uh Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta work on <laughs> my stuff too. Yeah, we'll see what happens after quarantine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah, right, thanks. Cool. Yeah. Like, thanks, if we have Sean. the opportunity, we'll get you on again. Yeah, no worries, boys. Anytime. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take thanks. care. All right, take All right thanks, Josh. Take it easy. Yeah. Appreciate you.